everyone doing today? <laughs> Sorry, I tried not to giggle after I say hello, but I can't help it. It's like habit now. Um, so we're on day 22. And day 22 says, what things make you feel bad, but you find yourself doing them anyways? I think this one's an obvious one for me because like instantly without even thinking about it, I can say overthinking in a heartbeat. Um, and it makes me feel really bad because um, when I'm overthinking, I like uh, we don't overthink a positive situation, do we? Let's be real. Like, we'll always overthink um, a situation to a point where we, like, try and narrow down the worst-case scenario. And then we obsess over those worst-case scenarios because I can only speak for myself because, obviously, like, I'm not um, a professional working in mental health. Like, I'm not a therapist. I'm not a clinical psychologist. Nothing. Like, I'm you know, just speaking from my own experience, for me, this is like one form of therapy that is like talk therapy that really, for me, that helps. Um, especially when I feel like, you know, because my, like, my problem is like, I feel like um, if I talk to people about my problems that like my friends or my family, like, I feel like I'm just burdening them. And you know, that's me assuming, first of all, that I know what's going on in their head. No, I don't know what's going on in their head. Let's be real. I'm not a mind reader. Um, secondly, like, I think the feeling of, you know, um, like the, the burdened feeling or feeling as if you are a burden is it probably is a deeper rooted issue of just wanting to be invisible and like I don't, I don't mean that in a suicidal way at all but um I just feel like I feel like sometimes um I wish my problems just didn't exist I wish my anxiety did not exist and I feel like because I have that and yeah, you know, I, I've accepted it. I've come to terms with it. And I'm, you know, in counseling at the moment. I read lots of books around it and try to like, um, I try to work with it and try to say, stay educated on it as opposed to letting it like rule my life as much as, you know, the problem actually wants to rule my life. Um, I'm, I'm trying to like, take initiative and and take back a lot of um just my own power and I feel like sometimes that can be a bit difficult especially if you struggle with anxiety I feel like I've gone off a tangent I forgot what point I was trying to make <laughs> I completely just oh yeah got lost in the conversation a little um right yes so feeling like you can't really talk to anybody and I feel like that's kind of common um but back to the back to the original like challenge for today was right what what thing do you do that makes you feel bad but then you still do it anyways overthinking I do it it makes me feel awful but I still do it 
like I'm addicted to do- to doing it and I think maybe it, addiction is probably a wrong word in this in this case um because it's not like a tangible object and I feel like uh with addiction it's often tangible things but that's you know a, a professional could probably correct me on that one but th- that's just my assumption um I'm avoiding <laughs> avoiding this quite nicely. Um yeah. So I overthink and we overthink scenarios that are bad and we overthink to the point where we just obsess over like worst case scenario. And I think we do this and again I'm only going to use myself as an example but I think we do this to protect ourselves. And anybody that has or that struggles with anxiety or that's gone through, you know, experiences that have kind of left you with anxiety now, um, I feel like a lot of us tend to go straight into, I think we're constantly running on survivor mode. Um, And we're constantly looking out for things that will hurt us or harm us in any kind of way and this this can be even like down to the simplest of little things um it could be i think for for me at this point i think it's more to do with like relationships and not romantic relationships per se but it could be um just friendships Or it could be familial relationships. And I feel like... So whatever's been the cause of pain, I think that's going to be a source of conflict for you in your life. Um, I don't know what else to use as an example, but I think relationships with people is a big one. So if you've been hurt by somebody before, and let's say you've had like... and This is not me, I'm just kind of saying as a hypothetical... But if you've had a history of being hurt by uh, people in general um, and you feel, you know, people have just come into your life, you know, while they needed you and then they've left, that leaves you with a feeling of like a damaged relationship with people in general. And this struggle kind of, kind of... um, it's transferable like it doesn't have to be just romantic relationships it can be you know like if best friends come in like if you make a friend they become your best friend and then that friendship ends for a really dumb reason um and you feel a little bit betrayed by that but when when you've had a lot of experience of being betrayed by people that are quite close to you in your life like you're not going to be betrayed by a stranger are you um unless you get scammed on the internet but technically like realistically speaking we're more likely to get betrayed by the by the people that we love and that love us um and that creates conflict it creates a conflict in emotion and a conflict within yourself because you're thinking i'm only assuming here but the conflict is created by our brains kind of going into survivor mode and saying okay like what signs can i look out for in the future that will guarantee um a successful friendship or a successful relationship or a successful interaction with this person etc 
Um, and we, I think we become a little bit hyper vigilant about looking out for these like quote unquote red flags. Um, and it kind of sucks because you're always feeling bad because you're always in survivor mode. And that's what overthinking is. Like you're constantly looking out for things that are going to hurt you. And it's to the point where you can't really enjoy anything around you. And I, I know I'm oversimplifying, which I probably shouldn't do. But it does kind of suck the joy out of the little things. And that's terrible because, you know, we're human. We make mistakes. And other people make mistakes too. Um, and at the end of the day, when someone betrays you... Um, and I know I'm using a lot of words that elicit emotion, so a lot of emotive words, but bear with me here. I'm not trying to manipulate the audience into believing what I'm saying or, or feeling how I'm feeling, but I'm just trying to make a point. Um, and I think betrayal is one of those things where we do feel betrayed. A, a lot of people who experience like anxiety have at some point felt betrayed by people that are closest to them. Um, on more than one occasion. So that's why I'm using that as an example. So when we do feel betrayed, we need to understand that when someone betrays us, it's hard not to take that personally. Um, and I, I don't know what else to really say other than it's hard not to take it personally, but that betrayal is less to do with us and more to do with the other person and their character. So as much as you want to sit there and say, like, you want to convince yourself, okay, well, it's not really personal. They're, they're working on themselves at the moment and they still have a lot of work that they need to do. Okay, that's easier said than done. That is a hard truth to swallow and but it's right though isn't it someone's betrayal like when we're betrayed by someone close to us it's less to do with us it is absolutely not personal and i think i, I feel like shifting that mindset will kind of have a ripple effect and it will have an effect on the overthinking aspect as well as in once we figure out how to deal with that like the first step of just not taking it personally then i feel like the next step of dealing you know with the hurt that comes from that betrayal would be a lot easier um and the healing that comes after that would be a lot easier and hopefully the goal is to potentially not overthink because you're not going to be stuck in survivor mode. You're going to be able to switch that off and, you know, potentially have a normal life. So, yeah, I, I guess, I guess that was a heavy one today. But it's worth thinking about, like, this is why I love these, like, challenges because they don't have to be soft and woolly and fluffy all the time like 
you need to be able to have these real conversations. And I understand that right now I'm just kind of sitting in my room talking to myself like a weirdo. But I'm hope hopefully I'm hoping it'll like inspire some kind of um conversation within yourself. Um because we all, I mean to a degree we all struggle with overthinking. Um, some people are much better at handling it than other people. And I will be the first to admit, I'm not so good at handling it. Like, it definitely, especially when I have other stresses in my life, like exams, um, work stress, clinic stress. Uh, I think outside stressful situations do factor into my overthinking and I've I've noticed that I overthink more when I've got other stressful situations going on in my life at the same time but when I don't when I'm genuinely like I guarantee you once exams are done I will be in a much happier place but I'm definitely overthinking about the exams um and I'm overthinking you know whether I'll pass or fail it Uh, I'm overthinking whether I'm worthy of even passing these exams. Um, Because once I finish my second year, I'll be be entering my final year. And just thinking about that, it, it causes so much anxiety. And it makes me feel like, am I going to be a good enough practitioner once I graduate? Am I going to be doing this degree any justice? Have I done it any justice so far? Do I deserve to be here? Um, And I think to a degree, like when you're entering a healthcare field, those are legit questions you need to ask yourself. There's nothing wrong with asking yourself that. Um, Because you want to be... At the end of the day, degrees like this are meant to be there for health, helping other people, um, especially with their long-term health, um, because we look out for um, autoimmune diseases like diabetes. We have to kind of catch that at its earliest stages. Um, so there's a lot of responsibility on our heads once we graduate. Um So that does cause a degree of stress, but I'll stress out about that when I get to my final year. I think first I need to really focus on (laughs) graduating my second year. (laughs) Then I can, you know, deal with a whole new set of stressing (laughs) factors up until then. Um, But yeah, that's, that's all for today. I hope to some degree that this resonated with some of you, if not all of you. Um, and I hope you guys take up these challenges for yourself because they really help you sit down and have that real conversation with yourself that sometimes you won't have people around there for, and you need to have these conversations with yourself. Um, yeah, thank you for listening and have a good day morning, afternoon, evening, night, wherever you're listening from, and I will see you next time. Bye-bye.